Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We're going to be continuing today in our studies here in the book of First Thessalonians. We are here in chapter number 4, and we left off here at verse number 17, which says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So we've been spending this time looking at this section here in 1 Thessalonians, describing the catching out of the saints, the term that's commonly referred to as the rapture, looking at some of the details of what it is that the Apostle Paul is saying. And we looked at this issue here of where we're talking about the first the dead who are in Christ are caught up, then those that are alive and remaining at the time of this event, the event that ends this dispensation. And Paul's saying that you know, we will, everybody who is a member of the body of Christ, everyone who has put their trust in the gospel message for today, the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Everyone who has put their trust in that gospel message is going to be part of this event that Paul is describing here in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. Now as we've been looking at this and talking about things, that you, you know, the big question that individuals will come up with and want to know of you know, things related to the rapture is that they're looking for, are there some sort of signs? Is there something that we are going to know that is going to happen that would be pointing us to the fact that we know that it's getting closer to occurring? Now, when the Apostle Paul was writing these epistles, you know, he gave information to the members of the body of Christ. That way they would know what was going on. And we see if we turn over to 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, we're going to see that there is a discussion that Paul gets into with them related to this because of what's written here. We're going to read the first two verses here first related to, to what's going on. It says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. So, Paul's writing to the members of the assembly in Thessalonica to really deal with an issue that has created some confusion for them 
of where something has occurred to where they believe that the day of Christ is at hand and that they have kind of missed out on certain things, which is why it's saying that they're shaken in mind, troubled at this moment. Now, if you go back and you read some passages that actually describe what the day of Christ actually is, and we'll read two of these here in Philippians chapter 1, in verse 6, Paul says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it, until the day of Jesus Christ. Now we'll skip down to verse number 10 of the same chapter here. It says that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Now, here in these passages in the book of Philippians, when Paul's describing to the assembly in Philippi, He's talking about how there's a good work that's going to be performed in them until this day. That they're going to be identified as being sincere and without offense until this day. That those two verses would clearly identify that the catching out of the saints is what the focus is of that day of Christ. So there are not two different days of Christ, you know, and I've heard individuals try to make that type of an argument. Um, Some will try to say that this should really be translated as the day of the Lord here in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. Now, with that, the issue would be that they're already kind of saying that they're looking at the things of the wrath, which is not what is written for us today. The only thing that Paul could be writing with them and what would be shaking their faith is the fact that they have missed out on the catching out of the saints. And somehow that there's a spirit that's come upon them to give them this false idea that there's by word, which means that individuals are going around and saying that this is true, or by a letter as from us, which means that something had come looking like it had been written by Paul, Silas, and Timothy, saying that this had already occurred. And Paul having to say, basically, you know that that's not true. You know, think because you have that guarantee you know that you've been sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. You know, because I've already written unto you 
you know, that this is going to be a reality. You know that you're not appointed unto wrath. You know all of these things. And so there is no way that you should be shaken in this manner to where you would think that you have missed out on this event. And so as Paul continues on, he's going to actually give them an idea here of what has to occur when he says in verse 3, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, or so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God. So, this day of Christ cannot occur until these two things actually happen. There's going to be a falling away first, and then there's going to be the man of sin being revealed. And the first thing that individuals do is they read this because it creates doubt on other things that they've already believed, is they have to try to change the way of you know, words would be used. And so the falling away is being said, well, that has to be the catching out of the saints. The rapture is the falling away. Now, the terminology, we if we're being caught up in the air, how can being caught up in the air actually be a falling away. You know, that's a completely different direction of what's being said. And it would be the only time that anything related to the catching out of the saints would be called a falling away. And But it's a thing of, I'm going to make the verses actually try to fit what my thought process is rather than letting the verses say what they say. And Paul's saying that there's going to be a falling away. You know, the idea of the falling away, if you actually look at the Greek word, would be the Greek word apostasia, describing an apostasy that's going to happen. You know, the warning of what we see the Apostle Paul giving in his epistles, especially when you read Second Timothy, that book is just filled with everything related to individuals falling away from the truth of God's word rightly divided. And that's the warning that he's giving. You know, that's what is going to actually proceed the issue of the catching out of the saints. That's right. Let's go over to 2 Timothy. We're going to start in chapter number 1. And this, this epistle, which is Paul's last epistle that he writes, is filled 
with issues related to the individuals falling away from the truth of what God's word actually says and how he has to be warning them about what is going on here. And in chapter 1, we're going to start here in verse number 13. It says, Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me, in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwelleth in us. So as Paul's writing to Timothy, he's having to tell him, which means that Timothy would be going out and saying these things to other individuals. He's reminding Timothy that he needs to hold fast the form of sound words, that he needs to take the doctrine which has been given unto him and get such a tight grip on everything that has been given unto him that he never lets go of the things that are found in the books of Romans through Philemon, that Timothy has such a tight grip that he's holding fast to it, that no matter what happens and no matter what somebody's doing to try to pull him away from it, that he has that grip onto it and he's holding on to those sound words. And Paul has to give him that type of thing because the very next verse identifies the problem that has gone on during the Apostle Paul's life when he says here in verse 15, This thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. So Paul is telling Timothy that all that are in Asia and when you actually go through and you look in the book of Acts, you see how there's a number of places that he was going that are identified as being in this region known as Asia. You know, we would call that area you know, Asia Minor today. It would be known as Turkey. So these places that Paul had gone and had given the sound doctrine to, they had all, and it says there, all they which are in Asia. So everyone that is in those places has actually turned away from what Paul had been teaching. And you can see there's a number of places that are actually listed. You have a number of epistles that were written to those places to where, unfortunately, and when it says all that are in those, that means everyone that had understood the truth of what Paul had revealed unto them, they had all turned away from those things. 
and Paul having to give that warning. And we see these things today of where individuals who've understood what was given to the Apostle Paul, that for various reasons, people turn away from the truth of God's word rightly divided. And this really functions, and this whole epistle is going to function really as a warning to all of us to be making sure that we are not falling away. Because there's going to be a time, as Paul just said over and when we were reading in 2 Thessalonians, that there's going to be a falling away first. Meaning that the information that we know, believe, and that we teach, that there's coming a time when there's going to be people who believe it, but it's not going to be taught publicly to where individuals are going to be you know, influenced by it in that manner. That's why you see how his, you know, when you continue on, and let's go down to chapter 2 now, we're going to read verse number 2, which says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. So, as Paul's giving these warnings, and he's continuing on through this epistle, he's helps to try to give answers to how can we make sure that this is not going to happen? How can we make sure that individuals remain true to this message? And one of the ways that we make sure that is that we take this information that we find in Romans through Philemon and we Commit it to faithful men who are going to be going out and teaching this message. So it's a way of making sure that the gospel keeps going out by the fact that other individuals who we've been teaching are taking it and going out and teaching other individuals. So that way they're going to be able to go out and teach it's that thing of you know, years ago there was you know the shampoo commercial that you know talked about you know the effectiveness of this shampoo and then there's a thing of and then I told two friends and they to, told two friends and so on and so on and so on with the idea that eventually everyone was going to hear about how wonderful this brand of shampoo actually was. That's what we are to be doing with this gospel message. We're to be going out and sharing the truth of what has been given to us today. So that way, they're hearing it and then they're going and saying, here's this wonderful news that I've heard. And then they're telling other individuals. People want to be able to share good news with other individuals. We have the greatest thing of the good news 
for individuals today, we need to be going out and making sure that individuals are hearing what God has accomplished for us today. Paul gives another warning here. If we continue on here in chapter number 2, we're going to read the last three verses of the chapter now, verses 24 through 26. It says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Now, these verses are showing where the battle is and what it actually consists of that we see how it describes that Satan is taking individuals captive. Now, the way most of mankind views Satan is that they view that Satan functions in a way to keep individuals living in some kind of sin that's contrary to God, when the reality of things is, that the issue is not you know the behavior of individuals it's the doctrine that is being taught that's why you see in second corinthians in chapter number 11 when paul describes satan and the angelic realm that followed him in the rebellion and describes what's going on today that he talks about how Satan appears as a minister of righteousness, and that so do the other angelic realms, that they're teaching things to try to pull people away from the truth. That's why in 1 Timothy it talks about the seducing spirits and the doctrines of devils. You know, everything that Paul talks about when he writes in the Corinthian letters, he talks about how you know the, the weapons of our Warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual. That when he describes the armor of God, that it's described in a way where it's all of the attributes of God and the things that we get from God's word, that we're equipping ourselves to be able to make sure that we're standing in the truth of what has been given to us. And that's the whole issue of where as he's describing these individuals that have been caught in this snare of the devil, that they're caught in this trap that has been laid by Satan to try to keep people away from what God's word actually says today. Keep them not in the truth, but trying to put them under the lie Knowing that if they can put them under the line, a lie that's going to sound, you know, in a manner convincingly good enough to individuals, that they'll go with the lie rather than the truth. And when they're going with the lie, the effectiveness of the body of Christ as a whole gets impacted by each and every individual that's caught in that snare 
that's being pulled away from the functioning that we are supposed to have. And that's where when we're looking at these things of talking about this falling away, that Paul's describing it in a manner to where it's going to be eventually everyone who's alive is caught up in that. And we're going to look at, and we'll start in chapter number three next week, looking at this really major warning and how Paul's going to describe what the local assembly is going to look like at that time. And it's not a pretty picture that we have Paul painting in those verses. Now, as we close here, I'd like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some charts to help you in your study of God's Word. We have information on how to watch our services, you know, either live as they're broadcast on Facebook or to watch them at some future point in time. If you happen to be in the Buffalo area on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., we do meet at 83 Anderson Road in Holiday and Express. We would love to have you join us. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about anything on our website, anything on our broadcast, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.